Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Ken Wyrock, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. Welcome back to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kev Wyrock. I am joined by Matthew Betts and Matt Okada, and we are the Red Shirts here to bring you all the latest fantasy football uh, news, discussion, stats, all that crazy good stuff. And today, guess what? We're going to put it to work. We're going to be doing a draft. What, what, what do we call this? We're, we're going to call this a draft a draft. draft? Uh, Draft draft. Uh, that's I've always been like confused. I don't know what to call it, but uh, you got to say the, the first draft. draft with more emphasis because it's all caps. The draft 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 draft. Yeah. draft, draft. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're doing we're doing that. Um, so we're gonna jump on draft.com, uh, do a live draft for you guys here today, and uh, also fun fact: we are now. Uh, in a partnership with draft.com as well. So we have a promo code that's going to be all caps red shirts. Uh, you can also go to draft.com slash red shirts and you can use that sign up. Uh, what is the specific promotion they, they get for this bets? So this is for first time users only. Um, draft is also partnered with FanDuel. So uh, we are partnering with Draft to help kind of promote their product, which is fantastic and, and super excited to be able to do that because it's my favorite place to play any type of DFS format because you get to draft all season long, which is the best part of fantasy football, in my opinion. Um, so first-time users, sign up, use our promo code, uh, and then we get a little bit of a thank you from Draft. So we thank all of you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that's the good stuff. Uh, be sure to check out Draft. We use it all the time. I've done it the last, uh, I think, two years now. They've been around, so it's uh, it's lots of fun. We're going to jump into one here today, so let's not waste any more time and start talking about some news. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You know, there's been a lot of kind of little chit-chatter about uh, the new draft picks signing their deals, and I don't think any of that's really new, so I'm not going to focus on any of that stuff today. A couple of things that we can talk about, though. Up first, Doug Baldwin has been released by the Seahawks, and then he retired? Question Question mark? mark. (laughs) It's not official yet, um, but all signs are kind of pointing towards him retiring uh, give me some of your thoughts on uh, the Seahawks and Doug Baldwin and whether or not you think this is uh, legit. Yeah, I think I think it is legit. I mean, first off, he tweeted a picture of Jon Snow. So Facts. Doug Baldwin is now even more a, uh, a great player, in my opinion. More of a fan of him now than ever, um, since he's a Game of Thrones fan. But yeah, I mean, he, he tweeted, I guess, what did it say? His last... His last watch, watch. Has ended. His watch has ended, yes. So, um, yeah, read into that what you will, but it definitely seems like the writing is on the wall. Uh, released by the Seahawks, off-season surgeries for uh, a sports hernia, the shoulders, the knees. Last season was basically a lost season with uh, groin, knee, shoulder problems. So um, it's unfortunate because it kind of feels like it was a quick, rapid decline for Baldwin. But, man, one of my, like, I feel like most underrated players that I've been a fan of for a while later breakout than most you know wide receivers but those were some very 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 productive years there in seattle with russell wilson so um he was oftentimes a steal in in drafts in my opinion yeah and what it i think the biggest impact it has 
besides potentially on Russell Wilson, actually, he might drop down a few spots in your quarterback rankings. But the other receivers on the Seahawks, which is not a long list of fantasy relevant guys, is probably going to have to take a bump here. So Tyler Lockett, who obviously was very, very, very good last season from an efficiency standpoint, uh, even though he didn't get the targets, his efficiency was insane. Now he's probably going to get at least a small bump in targets. So if he full, if he holds anything close to that efficiency, he certainly has great upside. And then I personally think that DK Metcalf has a good chance at 70, 80, 85, 87, 90, 95, 100. <laughs> a lot of targets. For 75 going out, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, that uh, most people did not expect to get really a great target load. I think a lot of people just expect them to get, you know, be a 40, 50 target deep play guy. But with the lack of talent in the receiving core, no tight end really, uh, unless Will Disley comes back healthy, that's relevant. And even, I don't even know if you can call Will Disley relevant. He had a few good games. Um, and then you got David Moore back there. He flashed a little bit last season, but. It's not a lot of big names, so one of these guys could very well step up and be an extremely valuable fantasy pick. Now, real quick question. Do you think Tyler Lockett, um, well, first of all, I already know he's going to have hype uh, built up for this situation, connected to Russell Wilson, um, Baldwin gone. It just His hype's going to get out of control. Do you think he's going to inflate beyond what his reasonable draft cost should be? Probably not, just because he's so non-prototypical, and I still don't think people realize how good he was last year, for whatever reason. Maybe it's the target count. I can't see him getting higher than, I don't know, wide, wide receiver 20. I don't think he'd get any higher than that, and I think he could easily return that value or better. So I'm probably going to be interested at, at his price unless something changes. Yeah, I think... I think that's probably about right. Um, you know, the the Baldwin news was kind of coming, so I don't know if this changes a lot for me in terms of evaluating the Seahawks offense. I kind of was expecting them to be without Baldwin. So when you look at what the depth chart looks like, you know, it's DK Metcalf and it's Tyler Lockett, and like you said, Okada, who else? I mean, um, I was kind of down on him based off of how crazy his efficiency was last year. It was abnormal, um, to say the least. But now there's no options there, so... You can argue, yes, it's going to come down in terms of efficiency-wise, but the opportunity is going to rise that much more. So it might just kind of level out, and he might be close to what he was last year. Uh, maybe a few less touchdowns, but maybe a more consistent yardage output each week is, is kind of what I'm projecting. Yeah, so I, I think that about wraps it up. It, it's certainly something that's going to you know, warrant a lot of movement in the fantasy sphere. So uh, pretty interesting there, but... Let's go ahead and talk about Kyle Rudolph, uh, currently and still a Minnesota Viking. However, there have been some uh, pretty hot rumors of him potentially being a trade target here. Uh, the extension talks that he was having with the front office of the Vikings has broken off, uh, according to Ian Rappaport. So things are a little sketchy there. The Vikings are very close to the cap. Uh, I think I don't think they could afford to sign me at my current salary. So, um, <laughs> What would that be, Kyle? Uh, well, yeah, let's just not go down that path <laughs> yeah, right now. Um, $100,000. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll work for the Vikings for free. Anyway. True. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's just say that he's a trade target. Where 
do you think he could end up that he maintains some fantasy value? I mean, I'll give the obvious answer, which is the Patriots. Yep. That's kind of been the the consensus round the league. Hey, this could happen, and it would be interesting because, as we saw, they did not address the position in the draft. They barely addressed the position in free agency with uh, Austin Farian Jenkins, and then uh, an old, an old fellow returning to the fold in Benjamin Watson. Recently, that means absolutely nothing for fantasy. He's a a depth piece and a blocker maybe and just a cool guy to have around because he was drafted by the Patriots but they still have a need there uh, for a really good solid reliable pass catching tight end and that is exactly what Kyle Rudolph is it's a place where he can go for one year and win a Super Bowl and retire happily or maybe play well enough to get another deal if he wants one but that would certainly make a lot of sense yeah, one other thing that kind of came to mind while you were talking there, Okada, uh, another team that doesn't really have a bona fide starter in terms of their tight end position is the Jaguars. Um, they have a rookie now in, in Josh Oliver, who we know is probably going to take a little bit of time to develop. They lost Austin Severian Jenkins to injury last year, and then it was kind of just a hodgepodge of randos. Um, Jeff Swaim is now their starting tight end, according to the depth chart here on, on ourlads.com. But... I mean, that's a team that, you know, now has Nick Foles, who historically has, has done some good things with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard last year. So um, that could be interesting for me. I don't know exactly what they would really give up to get him. Um, but if you landed there, I would be definitely more excited about Kyle Rudolph this year. Yeah, the biggest connection does seem to be the Patriots. So um, we'll see. I, I know that Bill Belichick's not notorious for giving up a lot of draft capital in his trades. So. I can't see him garnering too much attention as far as that goes. But something to watch uh, could could be, I mean, seriously, $7, millions, $7 million off of the cap would be huge for the Vikings right now. So speaking of the Patriots, uh, they signed Dontrell Inman to a one-year deal. And honestly, I wouldn't have put this on the news if they didn't have like one and a half receivers on their roster right now. So does this mean <laughs> anything to you? Hold up. Nikhil Harry counts for two receivers just by his size alone. Jeez. So, um, probably not. He he was decent last year. He looked okay. But this, is prob- this, this just looks like one of those other guys that they bring around to catch 15 balls and five of them are touchdowns in the most useful time possible. And that's all that they do. Is the Patriots typically what I've seen with the Patriots and these veteran guys? And I know there's a lot of, you know, hype in the past about oh they can bring these guys in and they explode late in their career. But that's been kind of uh, unique. The Randy Mosses don't come along that often. What I've seen more often is a guy comes in like um, Philip Dorsett and catches a few balls, and they tend to be very valuable catches that matter a lot when they make them. But for fantasy. They're not that useful. <laughs> yeah, I would mean, you say he's? I was gonna say Okada. I think he's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know really what you're doing with him in drafts. Probably not drafting him. But um, should something happen to anyone else on that depth chart, it's so thin that catching top, catching Tom Brady's passes. I mean, it has value. And last year he was actually kind of good <laughs> with yeah. uh, with Andrew Luck in spurts. So. Um, Definitely not draftable, in my opinion, but 
someone to keep on the radar and maybe you plug and play every now and then if you need like a wide receiver three or an upside touchdown flex play but yeah obviously not draftable and, and for that offense right now they're starting to shift more towards the run game anyway as it is um so definitely keep an eye on it but don't get too excited would you say he's a good late round best ball target oh, oh. maybe one there. of us will snag us uh, a Dontrell Inman here in the draft we're about to get to. Look, Jeff, every year someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. And we are in the draft room, ready to get going. We are doing a 10-person draft on draft.com. Uh, we found out our selection spots. It looks like the first of us three will be uh, Fantasy Sensei on draft. Still has the oh, old school oh. title. Uh, Okada will be picking at the second spot. Uh, looks like Betts will be at pick number seven, and I will be With right no after him uh, at pick number eight. So, uh, Betts, you better not snipe me. Otherwise, I'll snipe you on the turn every time. So I'm pulling up yeah, your rankings as we good. speak. You guys oh. get to snipe each other all draft <laughs> long, and I'll just sit over here enjoying myself at pick two. And we are on the clock officially. The first pick of this draft is going, and it's Barkley. Okada, you're up. Not surprising and not disappointing because Barkley is not my 101. So I will take my 101, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, better offense, better rushing totals, I expect. The receiving totals won't be quite as high, but they were good enough last year that I think Zeke is now in the super, super elite because he has that pass catching in his arsenal. So The super, super elite. Super. Facts. All right, right, so uh, we're we're leading up to bets here. I'll let him kind of zone in on on who he's going to pick. We had uh, Kamara McCaffrey and David Johnson come off the board with one more pick before bets is on the clock. That's a lot of running backs, boys. Yeah, and that's kind of the normal in drafts so far, especially in the best ball ones that I've done. It just seems so chalky this year. The first six or seven picks have always been running backs, and then it gets a little dicey. So. You and I, Kent, are going to have to make some Ooh. decisions. Well, there's yes. a guy who I yes. wasn't going to pick. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I was board. sweating it right there because Melvin Gordon was staring me at the face in the face. Uh, and he is currently my number two running back on the season. So this, wow. for me, is a no-brainer. Melvin Gordon at the 1.07. Oh. Kent, you're up. Yeah, this is where things get a little dicey. Um, however... I think I'm going to go ahead and take the best player left on the board, which is a wide receiver and oh. is DeAndre Hopkins. I was and wondering I, if you were going to go Travis Kelsey there, but uh, Kent. No, I did just do that in a uh, uh, an MFL 10 or a best ball 10 or whatever they're called now. Um, so I've done that as, as already once this year. I got to at least try it and see how I feel. So. Um, we're going around the uh, the turn here. We got a couple of guys between my second pick, so uh, looks like we had Gurley go off the board. I man, I still really want to like Gurley, but it's so scary for me right now. <laughs> it's just unbelievable, and I I don't know what to do with him. And so I I don't want to say I'm avoiding him. Like if he falls to the very very end of the first and maybe like a 12 team league then i can i think i could consider him again but sitting at the uh the eight spot there i was not not ready to take him yeah it's one of those picks that you know i found myself taking him same region 110 11 12 and like you kind of have to but you don't really you're not excited about it like you were 
last year or even the year before for for Gurley there. So um, it's definitely definitely risky, but I mean the upside is immense. So in a best ball draft, we don't have to really worry about it too much. It's easier, I think, than in a redraft league. Well, lucky me, uh, we saw oh. Devonte Adams, James Conner, oh, Joe my. Mixon go before me. So. I will go ahead and take Travis Kelsey. There you go. The uh, the two three. Yeah, so I'm excited that about that. Puts me back on the clock here. Um, I'm gonna also go wide receiver here. I'm gonna go with the guy who has probably the most upside out of all the wide receivers, in my opinion, this season is Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, which falling into the middle, Jones? Of Julio touchdown Jones falling to the second round is kind of a value, I think, this year for Julio. So definitely like getting him there. Yeah, extremely good value there. Um, he's going to be a top five wide receiver, but the way the the running backs are so valuable at the top, uh, it's just pushing him back. It seems like. Yeah, and we should also mention too. You know, for the draft format um, here, the best ball format is as follows. You know, you get one quarterback that starts each week. You get two quarterback, or excuse me, running backs out of your roster that start each week. Three wide receivers, so it definitely puts a little bit more value on the receiver position, and then one tight end. So that's kind of how the starting lineups are chosen for you each week in best ball. All right, I have just popped onto the clock, and my number four overall wide receiver is still on the board. I also want to get one of these tight ends, but I have a pick three picks from now, and there's no way that guy's going to pick two tight ends, so this is pretty easy for me. I'm going to take Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a good pick. I hope this username is Johnny Robert. I hope Johnny takes two tight ends here just to spite (laughs) you. (laughs) Please, Johnny, do it. I I didn't do it. No, he definitely didn't take two. I don't even know if he'll take one, although he really should. And actually, if he takes Zach Ertz, which is the one I want, I don't know if I'll pick Kittle, but let's see what he does. Ooh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Kittle's... I can't think Kittle, for me, is below the... It's like the top three. Oh, he didn't pick a tight end. Oh, my. And that is very high for Derrick Henry. Slap the Zach Ertz button for me. I absolutely want one of these top three tight ends at some point, if possible. And getting Ertz in the early third round is perfect for me. Yep. So now we're back to kind of the uh, longer stretch here. Boy, I wish we had like more um, interval positions here in the draft. But we have a little bit of a gap here between uh okada and bets so we're gonna watch uh some of these other people and their their selections mike evans came off the board right after Ertz. that's a that's a pretty good pick in the third round i, I would have to say oh there went george kittle mm-hmm. so that's all the good tight ends gone I don't yeah that you guys are that's what a bets theme gonna this do. year i was gonna you say won't. i'm all set for tight yeah, end over good. here we're good <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, I'll be playing the russian roulette game apparently in this in this <laughs> yep. league yeah, that's the theme this year. If you want one of those top-tier tight ends, you have to take them in the first three rounds. You're not getting them any later. Um, and honestly, I can't say I disagree with it. I, I'm a little jealous of you two. Yep. Mm. Do you know who uh, happened to be one of my favorite late-round tight ends last year? Jalen Samuels. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that worked out very nicely at the end of the year. Okay, Betts, you're almost up, so I have this question for you. When it comes Hit to me. these picks, after you've gotten your first few guys, are you trying to fill out your starting positions, or do you just go for best, best available? I mostly go best available, but in this format, when it's best ball, you kind of have to consider bye weeks a little bit too. So I factor that in more than I would... Well, actually, I don't factor it in at all during redraft season, but factor it in now more than I would otherwise. Um 
so you you know in, in this format in best ball if you don't factor that in let's say you have three wide receivers with a week 12 bye week i mean you literally can't use those guys that week and it really negatively affects your scores so you have to look at that but in terms of looking at filling out the roster i always just go best player available in my opinion unless it's like crazy and they're starting to become super thin at a certain position then i'll maybe i'll reach a little bit but overall that's that's kind of what i do there Ooh. All right, Betts, who did you grab here in your, your spot? Yes, I went uh, Adam Thielen here to compliment my Julio Jones, and you got... You know I had to do it to him. <laughs> yeah, I Honestly, I wanted to take him, but I knew that you were going to play the drop if you took him, so I wanted to hear the drop. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, how far above Stefan Diggs is Adam Thielen for you, Betts? I think if I'm not even looking at my rankings, to be honest, I'm doing this off memory. I think I have them at like 11 and 13 or something very close. So for me, okay. honestly, it's it's kind of like a coin flip. Yeah, Ooh, I, I, Damian Williams. Yeah, how do you feel he's about sitting that, there. Kent? Well, you know how I feel about it. I mean, we've had conversations. <laughs> I just don't think he's safe. Uh, and that's one thing that kind of turns me off from him. I think, you know, I took Marlon Mack two spots in front of him. I think Marlon Mack is magnitudes more safe than Damian Williams is, especially considering the other people in uh, those respective backfields. Yeah, I don't even know if that that particular statement is debatable. I think Marlon Mack is definitely more safe. Damian Williams, I would say, has more upside. But at the 310, that's a pretty early investment for someone with that little oh. lockdown on the backfield. And then this is just such an easy pick for me right here. Um, Sony Michelle coming up here um yeah just a great pick in the fourth round so kata you were kind of asking me a question earlier about my strategy aj green is staring me in the face and i like him a lot but i'm a little worried about his injury one other thing that might sway me off of him here is the fact that he uh has the same bye week as adam thielen who i just took so i'm going to use that strategy a little bit to make my decision in this format i'm going to go josh jacobs here running back out of um alabama now with the raiders wow first rookie off the board by matthew betts yeah yep. my my top rookie in this draft as far as fantasy football non-superflex of course i know you're left for kyler um <laughs> but guaranteed 250 touches in my opinion and you know i'll take the volume any day of the week oh aj green went right after your pick so th- that was close oh boy stefan Diggs gone i would have liked that i'm coming up in a couple here Okada, let the people know who's on the board that you're eyeing right now. Okay, Aaron Jones is the top running back right now. That's very attractive to me because, as you guys may know, I love Aaron Jones. And then at receiver, there's a few options I like. Julian Edelman is certainly a consideration. It's a half PPR. If it was a full, I almost certainly would lock that in. The other receiver and the guy I'll probably go with is Cooper Cup because I love Cooper Cup. And oh, frick, Aaron Jones went. <laughs> frick! <laughs> uh, there it so is. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Cooper Cup now to give me a second to figure out if I want another running back right here. So without Aaron Jones and Carry On, who would have been my next guy? There's Mark Ingram still on the board. Obviously, oh, but gosh darn it! The guy that took Mark Ingram. There's no Mark Ingram on the board. So Kenyon Drake are- is interesting to me. Uh, I don't like these running backs. I think I'm going to pivot back to wide receiver. 
Edelman's still there. Okada's getting real triggered right now, though. Yeah, I am. Edelman's (laughs) still there. I like that. I can't take Robert Woods because I took Cooper Cup. Watkins is high risk, high reward. Chris Godwin's interesting. There's a few more guys that are interesting, but I think Julian Edelman gives me a super solid base for my team on this best ball. So I'm going to take him and get guaranteed 10 points every week. That is uh, probably who I would have taken there looking at the the players that I saw available on your board. So that's a, that's a good call. Yeah. Let's, yeah um, let's run down our rosters real quick for the listeners. You guys go ahead first sure. since I'm about to be on the clock. Since I took the 102, I'll start it. So I got Zeke as my only running back so far, and then Juju, Cooper Cup, and Julian Edelman at receiver, and my tight end is Zach Ertz. And then I'll go next since Betts is uh, getting ready for his pick here. I went uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle. So two running backs, a wide receiver, and a tight end for me so far. Yep, and for me, I started off with Melvin Gordon, then went uh, wide receiver, wide receiver with Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and then rounded it off with Josh Jacobs. I'm going to be on the clock here in about 10 seconds. And the guys I'm looking at here are two guys that I absolutely love um, this season. Mike Williams, super high on him. And then also David Montgomery, uh, I think is is a nice value play there. Um, I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go Mike Williams because we've seen in other drafts that I've done, and actually Okada and I accidentally <laughs> did one before this because we did it without Kent on accident. Anyway, we've had a warm-up draft, Okada and I, and um, the wide receiver position gets pretty gross pretty quick, so I'm going to lock it down there with Mike Williams. Uh, yeah, and I definitely need a wide receiver here as well. I'm deciding between two guys... I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the lion, uh, Mr. Kenny Galladay. I think he's a good uh, kind of could be a boom bust guy. Really good, strong touchdown potential there. And uh, oh, right after me goes Mahomes. I considered it having Travis Kelsey, but uh, I you know I don't like to take early quarterbacks, so I wasn't gonna do it unless it was a really really huge value. Yeah, I like both your guys' picks in Mike Williams and Kenny Galladay there in best ball especially because I think those guys are both double-digit touchdown threats potentially. And in a normal redraft, you might be a little hard-pressed because any week that they don't catch a touchdown, you might be missing a little bit uh, of production. Although Kenny Galladay will see what his target count looks like. Maybe he'll be more consistent. But in best ball, it's a little bit easier to pallet both those guys because you're probably they're going to slide into your lineup or into your points when they score those touchdowns and those are going to be nice big weeks. Yeah, and I already know so you, none of you guys are up before me here. So I already know who my next pick is going to be if it makes it back to me. Oh, Tyler Lockett, very uh topical oh. with today's news. I'm going to take Tyler Lockett here if he makes it to me. What round did I say? 5th? Uh, oh, no, I didn't say a round. I said 20th wide receiver. So it's a good Good question. Um, I'm Let taking him here at the. Find out how many this is taken. at the 603. I'm taking him in a 10 team league, so um, I still like that. I mean, that's a pretty good discount. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Bet, are bets. You, are you counting? 21. Oh, 21. Goodness. All right. That was so close. I got him on a deal. One one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, bad I think that's a great spot to get him. Yeah. I like that as well. I followed up Kent's pick there with the guy I was considering in the last round, so super excited to get him here in the sixth is David Montgomery. Um, I think he and Tariq oh. Cohen, who actually went right after me, are going to compliment Yeah, I other. saw that. 
Very it's well. Five and then another bear. It's a bear streak. We got Alan Robinson that. coming up here. So Okada, you have Ooh, to go big, with scary uh, bears. <laughs> big scary bears. Um. Well, David Montgomery was going to be uh in very strong consideration for my pick bets. So that is unfortunate for me. It is, there is it? the other r- rookie running back worth looking at here. Miles Sanders still on the board. I'm very very torn on Miles Sanders. I cannot make up my mind on him and what he's going to do in year one. Ooh, boy. I only have one running back, so I'm just trying to figure out if I should go two at this turn. I don't know if I'm going to need to, but I'll take a running back here, and it's going to be Kenyon Drake. Hmm. Uh, you guys heard my my bit of stat harping with Kenyon Drake and Aaron Jones several pods ago. I think that with Mr... Crazy Eyes Gase out of the picture in Miami. (laughs) Um, The guys who were, for some reason, put into a doghouse for no apparent reason because they were producing really well when they did get touches are going to get normal touches that are fitting to their abilities. So I think Kenyon Drake's going to be really solid. Also, he was like a top 14 running back in PPR last year, even with that horrible workload. So, oh boy, I'm back on the clock. Oh boy. Um, let's see. Are there any wide receivers that I would rather take over Latavius Murray, who is what I'm looking at at running back? And the answer is no. I'm actually going to go Latavius Murray here, which is not something that I like. It's not something I would expect from myself. If you would ask <laughs> yourself for the draft, will I yeah. pick Latavius Murray? But we talked briefly. Uh, Betts and I did on one of the rookie pods. What were we talking about? I was comping someone to him. Maybe I forget. I but couldn't tell you, but he, yeah. if you want to listen to those, Ooh. go ahead and go back to the, the podcast app that you're on right now. Go True. back maybe two or three episodes. You'll find each round, top three rounds that Okada and I broke down, every single player in detail. Um, so check those out. Yeah, and whatever the guy was that I was comping to Murray, the point was that I recognized when we were talking that Latavius Murray is going to have fantasy value this year on the Saints. They have always produced massive overall running back value and very often that comes from two guys and with ingram gone latavius now in that role i think he'll be good especially in best bowl where i get his touchdowns all right i am back up on the clock here and there's a couple interesting options going around me here uh miles sanders is still on the board who i like a lot lamar miller i think is still going to be a value as an rb2 this year but the tight end position is disgusting so i'm going to take Eric Ebron and hope that he can give me some more of those rushing touchdowns from last year and, and, I'm uh, gonna, and mimic his well, year from last year. And I'm going to instant lock Lamar Miller right after that. Uh, he's set up for, like you said, another running back two season, and there's nothing scaring me off of that. So uh, very excited. He's my third running back, so it's a good feeling. All right, Ken, what are you looking at? You're not that many picks away. and you we, Oh, yeah, Miles I, Sanders. Well, I, I still need a quarterback, but again, I'm going to wait a few more rounds here. We This is um, 18 rounds. We might not get to all those on this show here, uh, but I'm definitely going to wait until double-digit rounds at least. Back on the clock, Jared Cook went right in front of me. That's interesting. It might be a little early for my taste. Um, Agreed. I think I'm going to look at a wide receiver here and um, trying to decide between two. I'm going to go with either Robbie Anderson or Dante Pettis. Which one do you want, Betts? I'm going to take the other one. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm going with Pettis. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I already locked it in. I already locked it in. <laughs> I thought it was going to be reverse psychology. It didn't work. Uh, no, I, I I promise I was already hitting the button before you had said anything. Sure so. you were. Sure you <laughs> were. There was one second left. So Yeah, I had I to make a so. pick. Yeah, this puts me in a tough spot because, to be honest with you, I don't really want any of these guys. I'm going to go ahead and take um, Corey Davis. And honestly, yeah. you know, at this at this spot, I don't really hate that as uh, my wide receiver four. Um, hopefully, Mariota can can build a little bit more on what he did um, the previous couple seasons, not last year because it was a train wreck. But the dude played with so many injuries: AC joint, um, fractured rib, um, ankle injury, nerve injury. I mean, so hopefully he can get things sorted out there and, and can elevate Corey Davis here in his third year. Um, yeah, kind of was pressured into that on the clock. Not gonna, not gonna <laughs> yeah, these <laughs> short clocks, 30, 30 seconds, they'll uh, they'll get you. Yeah, the beauty of these yeah, fast seriously. drafts is that you can get them done relatively quickly. I mean, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, depending on who's drafting with you. So they're fun to, to do pretty quick. Oh, boy. I got a pick coming up, guys. I'm not ready. Yep. Oh, oh, my gosh. I'm on the clock. Um, I kind of, I really like, well, I don't really like, but I'm intrigued with the option of taking Nikhil Harry right here. We're in the eighth round right now, but I already have Julian Edelman, so I can't really do that. So instead I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon, uh, who will actually be my fourth running back. So I'm not going to probably pick any more running backs for a while, but I want me a running back in Kyle Shanahan's system, especially the one that I think will get the majority of touches and that's Jarek McKinnon. So yum. Yeah. I, someone's got to lead the backfield, right? I don't think it's going to be an even split, but right. Uh, Tevin Coleman's just on a one year deal. I, they still have McKinnon for a few more years if they don't take the team options. So I'm still kind of in corner McKinnon here uh, as far as the 49ers backfield. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be, uh, a, a full workload, but it's probably going to be significant and definitely good for a best ball draft. Yeah, and they paid him more money than they uh, paid Coleman. And uh, Shanahan was raving about McKinnon last season for the ACL. So I think he's going to be Shanahan's favorite guy. Certainly hope so with this eighth-round pick. Um, okay, I'm back on the clock. Everything at running back sucks. Everything at receiver sucks. So I'm going to go ahead and swing over to quarterback and grab my number one quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. He's uh, breaking the quarterback seal here for the red shirts in this draft. Mm. In the single-digit rounds, might I add. Still, hey, that's good, va- ninth round, good though, value. Aaron though. Rodgers is yeah. fantastic. He's, he's one quarterback out of a few that I would take in the top probably eight rounds. So I was, I was actually considering with my last pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Am I starting a quarterback run? You might be. <laughs> uh, I will not partake in that. Royce Actually, Freeman. I'm... That was a guy I was considering. I was considering yeah. Royce Freeman. I think that he's going to get more of that backfield than people are going to expect after last year. All right. Um... I am back up on the clock here. And Okada, you did such a good job of selling me on this player. I got to take him. I'm going to kill Harry here. Oh. Ooh, okay. Now, was that on a rookie pod that you're talking? Or just yes, in general? Yes, rookie mm. pod. You you mm. hyped him up very well. You had no bias at all as a Patriots fan, so good job <laughs> for that. Um, no, I, I do love – I mean, the opportunity is there. 
this year. We already talked about it a little bit earlier with Dontrell Inman signing. There isn't much outside of Edelman and Harry on, on the depth chart. So I think he could be a rock-solid wide receiver three for fantasy this year. Yeah, um, Okada's nodding his head because he already knows my draft pick here. Carlos Hyde uh, near the end of the ninth round here. Uh, I do already have Kelsey, so that's kind of, you know, not not my most favorite thing. But I figure if one of those – if anyone's going to score in the red zone for them, it's a high likelihood that it's going to be one of those two guys right now, considering uh, Tyreek might not be there. So I'm going to get another pick here. Actually, oh, someone did take Baker. If Baker was going to make it to my next pick here in the 10th, I was going to take him. But now I'm going to go a different direction. Um – I don't have a lot of time here. 19 seconds left on the clock. I do have a wide receiver I think I'm going to go. I'm going to wait a little bit longer on quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with the rookie here, DK Metcalf, uh, kind of pairing up with Tyler Lockett a little bit. And, and again, I know it's it's not my most favorite thing in the world, but it's it's late enough where I can kind of you know catch that upside if Tyler Lockett has a down week. Who's likely to have an up week? DK Metcalf. So... Um, that teeter totter, I, I hope, will uh, keep me in the running. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mind that pick at all. I'm gonna go ahead here and keep my rookie running back streak going. Um, I'm gonna take Daryl Henderson at this pick. I think in the tenth round and beyond. I mean, in best ball drafts, you have to consider what the upside is because um, it doesn't have to be an every week thing for you. It has to be one week. It has to be a shot out of a cannon that a guy can take it to the house on a touchdown and, and really. Um, cement himself in the starting lineup. Gurley's injury history is well documented at this point. If something goes wrong, Dale Henderson is, in my opinion, the top six or seven running back in fantasy. So comfortable taking the flyer there in the double-digit rounds. Oh, Kent, I was planning on taking DK Metcalf. Oh. You keep like long-distance sniping my players. Yeah, well, you know what they say about uh, players if they're not going to be there at your next pick? Uh, they're not a reach, so mm. um, I'm going to be Big doing facts. a little bit long, long-range sniping here. Well, the guy in front of me was kind enough to waste his pick on Austin Hooper, so <laughs> uh, I have my choice between a few wide receivers that are left in my queue after Kent took DK, and I'm going to take the guy I think is least likely to get back to me in three more picks, which isn't very much. And that's Geronimo Allison who I like pairs that. nicely with my uh, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I like that. I actually just yeah, put I, out uh, an article on redshirtsfantasyfootball.com highlighting ooh. three players that, that I'm buying in Dynasty Leagues after the NFL draft, and he's the he's the featured image, just to give you a little a sneak preview there. So nice. uh, go get him. Last year, his 16-game pace was over 1,000 yards. Yeah, the Aaron Rodgers numbers are not going to be typical Aaron Rodgers numbers unless there's a second wide receiver scoring points, and I think it's going to be drawn a miles. And so, all right, now I'm faced with a choice between three wide receivers, and one of them is an extreme best ball pick. That's a Deshaun Jackson. I'm leaning that way, and I think I'm going to make that choice. I'm going to go Deshaun Jackson here, returning to Philadelphia. Hooking up with Carson Wentz. He's had a down kind of, well, he's been up and down recently because of the quarterback switches in Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston never got on the same page with him. Ryan Fitzpatrick was basically his best friend. So we saw how good he could be when Fitzpatrick was throwing the ball. I'm hoping Carson is more in that vein. 
and he gets me several big games and slides into my best ball lineup here. Yes, and I'm going to follow up with another ex-Eagle. He didn't return to the Whoa. team yet. Yeah, maybe, oh. maybe. Um, LaShawn McCoy going here in the back end of the 11th round. I think um, at this price, definitely willing to go ahead and take him here and hope that he can stay healthy for a full 16 and be the starter alongside Josh Allen there in the backfield. Uh, I'm going to take my last running back in probably this entire draft, maybe one more, and it's going to be Kareem Hunt, Cleveland Browns. Ooh. That's interesting, Kent, because what what's the suspension? Is it eight games or seven games? Um, eight. I, I believe it's eight. Eight. Interesting. And a best ball that you would do that. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, you know, running backs get hurt, right? So... You start with your starting lineup of five or six or whatever running backs, and if three of them get injured in the early half of the season, then in the second half you're really kind of got a beat-up roster, and there's nothing you can do about it in a best ball. By having Kareem Hunt in the back half of the year guaranteed, I feel a lot better about having two starting running backs uh, all season long. So kind of a hot take-ish kind of outlook there. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, do, 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 do. And I'm back on the clock here. Oh, boy, this is rough. Uh, I might actually go quarterback here. I think I will. I'm going to go with uh, a guy on one of the best offenses in the league, Jared Goff. That puts me back up on the clock here, and I think I might also go quarterback here. I'm looking at quarterback or a wide receiver. There's just so many good quarterbacks left in, in you know this type of format where you can just pick a couple quarterbacks and the scoring is so close. I'm going to go ahead and actually pass here. I'm going to take Kiki QT to round out my wide receiver core there. I don't know that Will Fuller stays healthy coming off the ACL. Also a history of hamstring injuries, which those two combined is recipe for disaster, in my opinion, here for, for Fuller. So QT, I think, is uh, is going to step right in there and have a, a role all season, not just when Fuller's out. Uh, Tyreek Hill just went, which was interesting. Also, Josh Allen just went with a lot of other quarterbacks still on the board. So that's interesting. But I did want to say, Kent, I really like your Jared Goff pick because I was looking deep into the Rams' uh, 2018 season, and the loss of Cooper Cup really hurt Jared Goff. Over the last like several games of the regular season and into the playoffs, he was just not the same. And so I think that taste has soured in fantasy owners' mouths. Gosh darn it! Someone just took the wide receiver I wanted. I love when Okada gets sniped. I was planning on taking D.D. Westbrook with this pick, but do instead, it. do it, do it. I will pick Kyler Murray, baby. Let's there it is. go. Okay, okay. Oh, I saw that coming from a mile away. Believe in Cliff, huh? Believe in Cliff. Oh, I believe so hard, Kent. Okay, well, you're back on the <laughs> clock here. Um, okay, I really wish I could get D.D. Westbrook. This is upsetting. Uh, I'm stuck between two receivers. They're very opposite. One is more reliable, I think. One is more of a huge boom-bust guy. Interestingly, one's ADP is way higher, so I'm surprised he hasn't gone. I'm going to... Eh! Okay, I got I got Nicole Hardman, rookie wide receiver for the Chiefs. I was actually trying to pick the other guy, but I think there's a chance he falls back to me, <laughs> so I'm not too upset. Who did you try to take? Um, I'm not going to tell you because he might get back to me. Oh, that's right, and Kent and I go before you. Okay, yeah, but not, I not will only. Say, I was just going to say go we ahead, have four Kent. four picks before he's yeah, back up. So. Exactly. 
Uh, but in a best ball, Mikul Hardman is very interesting to me because obviously he's going to be not the most consistent wide receiver in a, in, a, in a rookie season drafted where he was. Um, but with Tyree Kill not coming back, if he does not come back, there are going to be several games where Hardman catches a couple deep balls and a touchdown. So he'll, I think he'll end up scoring me points in this format several times. Yeah, I uh, I think that's that's a solid point there. In best ball, you know, definitely more comfortable with that type of selection there, where it's a home run if, if he hooks up with Mahomes. Um, I'm going to be on the clock here in a second or two, and there's a bunch of quarterbacks staring me in the face right now in the 13th round. A lot of guys that I like. Um, I'm going to take kind of the guy that just fell into my lap here, which is huge value. 13th round, Cam Newton is a, is a fantastic value. We've Talked about it a little bit from the injury perspective of his shoulder. Short term, he's going to be fine. He's going to do cam things all season long. But when you look at his dynasty value, he has some arthritis in the shoulder. That will limit him into his uh, mid-30s. So he's not going to be a Tom Brady type of player into you know 40 years old or 50 or 60 or however old, old that guy is anymore. Um, but for this year, still love cam. And I'm going to go with another rookie here. I'm going to go with Paris Campbell of the Indianapolis Colts. Really like that pick there. Another um, I, potentially good, specifically in best ball. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know how reliable he will be from week to week, but yeah, best ball, I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to start him. He just will start if he feels like starting, you know? <laughs> if he feels like catching a touchdown, he'll be in the lineup. Yeah, he knows what he's he about. Will, he will definitely take some 60-yard touchdowns out of basically the backfield, so that'll work at some point. And then I'm about to be back on the clock here. Um, this feels like another good quarterback spot, and I already know who I'm going to get, and it's Dak Prescott. He was outstanding after they picked up Amari Cooper. Um, Zeke is there, so they always have to worry about the run game. Uh, yeah, this is a great spot for Dak. Dak attack. Yeah, Dak is one of my favorite QB sleepers. And Betts took the second tight end that I wanted. Sorry, man. Yeah, I went with uh, Delaney Walker uh, as a nice, solid backup tight end to my Eric Ebron from before. Coming off the injury, but uh, at this point, you know, he'll have a full year recovering from um, his ankle fracture dislocation, which is similar to the injury of that of Odell Beckham Jr. from a few years back. Um, he should be ready to go week one and be Marcus Mariota's security blanket again across the middle of the field. So like him a lot as a, as a value here. Okay, I got a pick coming up, and the receiver that I was considering picking at the last spot has not yet been taken with one pick to go. Please take this guy in front of you. Can I get a drum roll? <laughs> Please. <laughs> he oh, did no. not, <laughs> but he did take his quarterback. I am going to go Devo Samuel. Ooh. Good Wide choice. receiver from the 49ers right after Jimmy G was picked. I think that he gives me a nice, safer, actually, rookie option to go with some of my upside guys. All right, well, you're back on the clock here again. What you thinking? Um, I'll tell you what I'm thinking, Kent. I'm thinking I'm going another rookie. This might be a dynasty problem where I'm in dynasty mode and I'm just really thinking these guys. But the other running backs on the board, I do not like. I do not think they have the upside to take the job or provide, I don't know, 55% of their team's carries. 
So I'm going to take a guy that I think, I don't know if he'll get 55%, but I think he'll do a lot with the carries he gets. And that's Justice Hill from the Ravens, who Ooh. could potentially, we talked about in our rookie review, be kind of an Alvin Kamara very light, very, very light, but an <laughs> so Alvin light. Kamara light <laughs> to Mark Ingram in the Ravens backfield that will probably lead the league in rushing attempts, if not also yards. So I like Justice Hill. All right, well, we're coming back here to bets and myself, and these picks are flying off the board. Lots of quarterbacks here uh, following your running backs. So, um, yeah, and, and speaking of that, I'm I'm definitely looking at quarterback here because there's a lot of uh, players later that are kind of a fall-off in certain tier. Um, but there's one running back staring me in the face that if he falls to me, I, I have to take him, and that's Ito Smith. So if he comes to me, I'm going to take him. Um, I'm not sure that I love it in this roster because I already have Julio Jones, and obviously that's the same bye week. But I've been vocal. I'm not confident in Devonta Freeman's availability in playing full 16. So if Ido Smith gets a couple starting spots there, you could have some nice value from him in the 15th round. Uh, so I like that pick there, and he actually did fall to me, so I'm going to take him. That is a good call. I'm going to actually go with a, a tight end here. I just have Kelsey so far, so I've felt pretty confident in that, but I want to back him up with a, a guy who has some upside as well. Mark Andrews on the Baltimore Ravens uh, had a really solid rookie season. Being their second tight end drafted, um, really turned on the Jets and played well for him last year. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that here at the end of the 15th round and hope he does it again for me. Ah, dang it. I was hoping Mitch Trubisky would fall to me. Uh, he did not. Thanks a lot, Espresso Ray, whoever you are. <laughs> if you're listening, Espresso Ray. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, for me, from here on out, I think I'm going to mostly go wide receiver. I have three more picks. So uh, there's one. Ooh, actually, there's two guys here that I'm really. Oh, okay. I'm going to pick the guy who's connected to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Anthony Miller, again, had a really good rookie season, playing out of slot for the Bears. Um, I think he's good value there. And Betts is back on the clock. Yep, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a second quarterback here. Uh, not a lot of fantastic options, and it kind of feels not exciting drafting this guy, which is not true in previous years, but I'll take Tom Brady here. 16th round that's that's fine for me um in a redraft league i'm probably off of tom brady this year like like i said i think the offense is switching to more of a running style but uh at that price you know you, you can't really go wrong all right i'm coming up to two of my last three picks here and considering my options i need a backup tight end so i might take that here because there's one guy that's interesting to me um well, there's a couple other guys that are sort of safe, like a Jack Doyle might get me four catches for 40 yards on a consistent basis. Uh, but really, I only expect to need this guy one week, which is when Zach Ertz is on his bye. And the only other time I would potentially use said tight end would be if he happened to score more points than Zach Ertz, which I think Jack Doyle will do very, very little. So instead, I'm going to go grab an upside guy that I think could potentially do that once or twice or thrice. And that's going to be Mike Gesicki. Oh, good. I like that pick. tight end from the Dolphins, who was an absolute athletic monstrosity coming out last year, but being a rookie tight end did literally nothing. 
So also, according to the latest news that you can see here on draft.com, he has put on 10 pounds of muscle during the off season. So <laughs> you have to like that. <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> um, all right, I'm back on the clock here, uh, and I need to decide between another running back or one of a couple wide receiver options. I think I'm going to leave the running back and go for a wide receiver. So... There's a couple options, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do something interesting here. I'm gonna take Marquez Valdez Scantling. Marquez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Have two Packers wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers. So I expect to get a receiving touchdown from one of those two guys almost every week, along with the Aaron Rodgers passing touchdowns. I think it's a, a neat little duo strategy. That is an interesting strategy. I'm not sure that I've actually ever used that strategy because when I approach these, sometimes you know I think about, okay, I've got a guy on one team and I've got several guys on different other teams that I want to try to diversify my assets, make sure that each week I have the most opportunity to score points. But it's not uncommon either that you know Rogers throws what three or four touchdowns and one goes to each of those guys. So you might actually end up playing both of them in one week. Very very good point. The running back I was strongly considering taking, by the way, just went Devin Singletary. I think there's a decent chance he ends up the running back one at some point throughout this season on the Bills. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Frank Gore will not die. Frank Gore is (laughs) eternal. True. He is immortal. I'm going to go ahead and keep my rookie running back streak going here. How many do I have now? I'm I'm in dynasty mode, too. Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, (laughs) Daryl Henderson. Uh, Now the newest Jacksonville Jaguar. Ryquel Armstead uh, is a guy who's interesting right behind Leonard Fournette. Again, not predicting 16 games for Fournette. And he's on a pretty short leash. I mean, the the front office is not as high on him as they used to be. They took some of his guarantees away in his tra- contract because of off-the-field concerns and, and that this, that, and the other thing. So um, if he misses time, you've got a starting running back here in the 17th round, and you, you can't go wrong there. Speaking of rookies, I've taken another one. Andy Isabella, wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think he'll immediately take the – well, no, not immediately because he's got to wait for Larry Fitzgerald to go away. But um, I think he should step up into this offense pretty quickly uh, playing out of the slot and a little bit on the outside as well. So uh, not much as far as competition there. So should be good. Uh, Bets. Is there perhaps a chance that Raquel Armstead was mentioned in any sleeper rookie podcasts within the last few weeks, perhaps? Possibly. <laughs> this is a trick question. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, he was, I, I believe. Oh, interesting. interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> was that yours or was um, that mine? Yes, it was mine. It was, it was yours, He yeah. was my sleeper, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I li- so I like that pick a lot. I also like Andy Isabella because, as everyone knows, I like all the Cardinals because I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Unhealthy. Unhealthy obsessions. I am uh, back on the clock here after this guy makes his pick. His name is Nice Teeth, but his uh, picture is an emoji emoji that doesn't show his teeth. (laughs) Trying to get those words out. Um, Let's see. I have eight wide receivers, and that feels like too many. It's not really, but I think I might go a different direction here. Um, I only have 15 seconds, so I don't have a lot of time to really him and ha over this. But I'm thinking I'm going to go Mike Davis here. Uh, just on the fact that maybe David Montgomery, maybe he doesn't start right away. 
Like maybe Mike Davis has a few weeks where he's available to kind of play the one role there, or even later in the season if Montgomery gets injured or something like that, uh, Mike Davis will be a good one to two uh, first down, second down pounder kind of guy. So, And I followed up that pick with the classic five-year, fifth-year breakout Devontae Parker. Mm. If you're bringing <laughs> up, this is the it's year. coming. It's coming eventually. You just got to oh, believe. Man. You got to believe. And yeah, honestly, Devontae Parker was actually on my queue, so I do not mind that at all. Oh. All right, guys. I got my last pick coming up. I'm yeah, last looking. pick is, is Betts. Or excuse me, is Okada. I'm, I'm in the same predicament that Kent was in, which is I have eight wide receivers, and I feel like that's too many, but also there's nothing at the running back position. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're, in the, we're in the very, very back end of the draft here. It's it's thin. So Do my, you? Uh, well, he's deciding. Actually, he's on the clock here, so I'll let him think about it. My final con- uh, roster construction was two quarterbacks, six running backs, eight wide receivers, and two tight ends. Bets, uh, what was yours? Yeah, I went two quarterbacks as well. I went seven and seven for the running back and receiver position and then two tight ends. And I just picked my last player, a David Moore out of Seattle. Mm. I considered Albert Wilson because I think he'll have some big play games. But like we talked about with the Tyler Lockett situation, there's just some targets to go with not a lot of mouths. And David Moore could be one of those mouths that actually showed really well last year. So he's my last pick, which makes my construction two QBs, five running backs, nine receivers, and two tight ends. Are we going to go through full teams now? Uh, yeah, sure, we can do that. Um, right. let's see. This doesn't can't. the uh, upcoming page doesn't show you by like round picked, unfortunately. Right? There's no way to look at uh, that. Uh, it does actually. It shows you which pick you took them. So, for example, I can go uh, ahead and run through this? mine real quick. Um, yeah. it shows you know for me Melvin Gordon one point seven. Um, but I'll run through it more in the positional rank because I think that's. More important. Yeah, that's going. how I was quarterback, running back, receiver. So <clears throat> I got my two quarterbacks here: Cam Newton, Tom Brady. Running back, I've got Melvin Gordon, Lashawn McCoy, Ito Smith, and then all the rookies: Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, <laughs> Daryl Henderson, and Rockwell Armstead. The receiver position, I've got Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, Julio Touchdown Jones, uh, Corey mm. Davis, Mike Williams, Kiki QT, Devontae Parker, and Nikhil Harry. At the tight end position, I've got Eric Ebron and Delaney Walker. All right. Before I read off my team, I would just like to say that I ran through the projected numbers that oh, they show. Get out. And all three of our teams are doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those, I really don't care, to be perfectly honest. Me neither. I mean, nope. They're almost meaningless. Completely meaningless. All right, I'll run through my team. So at quarterback, I have Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. That's a guaranteed 30 points per week right there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sure. At running back, I've got Ezekiel Elliott, Kenyon Drake, Jarek McKinnon, Latavius Murray, and Justice Hill. So, not the best running backs, but I don't hate it. Certainly, some of those guys could pan out and be good. Wide receiver, much stronger in my opinion. I got Juju Smith-Schuster, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup as my starting three with Deshaun Jackson, Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, David Moore, Miko Hardman, and Debo Samuel. So that's a lot of options to give me some good points. And then at tight end, I've got Zach Ertz and Mike Kosicki. All right, and then for me, uh, my quarterbacks are Jared Goff and Dak Prescott, uh, both taken later than round 12. Uh, running backs, uh, Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle, Lamar Miller, Carlos Hyde, Kareem Hunt, and Mike Davis. I think that's a really solid running back grouping. Uh, I feel good about that. 
My wide receivers are maybe a little bit sketchier. Uh, Hopkins is a, is a good start, but Galladay, Lockett, Pettis, Metcalf, Paris Campbell, uh, Anthony Miller, and then Andy Isabella. So hopefully I hit those upside weeks. Uh, I don't know how I feel about my wide receivers, to be perfectly honest. And then my tight ends are Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. So that's, you know what, that's Kent, good. It doesn't even matter because you got a cheat code. You got another wide receiver in your tight end position. Travis Kelsey is, is going to be. That's right. Mm. I mean, if you're you know in redraft leagues and even in best ball, when you're up against another opponent, if you have Travis Kelsey, you literally have four wide receivers in your lineup, which is, is stealing in my opinion. So. I love that pick and being aggressive in that in that situation. By the way, after further review, despite the fact that we are three of the four lowest projected, I am the highest of us three. So, oh, okay, I win. okay, <laughs> you you win. All right, well, you've won. There you go, game over. We just take the projections, we, uh, and that's and that's it. No, nah, we should uh, we should post these out though and let the listeners vote on the best team. Yeah, that sounds good. Happens. I'll I'll slap together uh, a picture with all of our teams on there so that the users can decide so that'll be fun but uh we made it through we made it through all 18 rounds that actually went pretty quick there so uh not too bad uh hopefully we gave some good solid you know advice uh, about the picture we're making as we went along there so that was pretty solid um this uh this uh you know, we'll, we'll have the picture of the teams out on twitter and you can go ahead and vote for who's going to have the best out of us three and uh, yeah, that's it for the draft. I think so. Um, guys, how do you who, how do you feel uh, about your team? What, what would you grade it? Ooh, what would I grade it? I would grade I, myself a B plus. I, I think B+. I'm a solid B. I don't think I'm ready for a B plus. Yeah, you almost never get an A unless you just take the highest ranked ADP in those automated rankings. So I'll give myself like a, a B minus. I feel like I reach for a couple of guys, but as Ken said, if they're not going to make it back to you, it's not a reach. Yep. Uh, you know, we're humble. We're not going to give ourselves A's. That's just True. convoluted. True. Yeah, no, we wouldn't do that. But, well, uh, thanks for listening to this uh, episode. We did a, a draft over on draft.com. And once again, there is a reminder that we have our promo code that is capital red shirts. And then you could also go to draft.com slash red shirts and sign up and get a nice little uh, benefit there. So that's really cool stuff. So that's it for today's episode. And. Real quick, before we get out of here, I'm going to let everyone know that, unfortunately, this is going to be my last episode with the Red Shirts this year, but luckily, it's for a really awesome reason. Um, Me and my wife are expecting our first child come October, which, as you know, is right around the start of the football season, so that's going to be trying times for me, and I just, uh, I'm not going to have a lot of time to commit to the podcast, so... I'm going to let the uh, the mats here take over and kind of run the ship as we head into the 2019 season. And maybe maybe someday uh, I'll have enough free time when the kid's a little older and I can jump back into things. But for now, uh, I'm going to hang it up and uh, I'll be around a little bit. I'll be on Twitter and stuff and you can, you can hit me up on there. I'll still be on there all the time. So um, let me know and... Uh, yeah, thanks thanks so much, guys. I mean, this has been fun, and I know this is not the, the best news in the world, but I appreciate you guys being able to to move on forward with the Red Shirts pod, and, and great things will certainly come ahead. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, our listeners can't see my face right now. I'm very <laughs> sad. 
Cheers are forming. Uh, no, Ken, it's it's been a blast, man. Uh, maybe Okada and I can have you on for a guest spot here and there whenever you have time between changing the diapers and, and feeding <laughs> your baby and all that kind of stuff. But congratulations to you and your wife, man. It's super exciting. Um, yeah, wish you all the best. And as always, you know, whenever you want to come back on and take over the hosting duties, feel free because, dude, you have... A beautiful voice for hosting. I just can't <laughs> replicate it. And whenever I re-listen to our episodes, I always wish that you were the host because you do a fantastic job. So thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Agreed. Agreed on all points. Could not have said any of that better. Well, I, I appreciate the love, guys. And uh, this was an awesome episode. Good one to go out on. So I had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back later. So, you know, don't fret too much. But For now, I just want to say thank you for listening, and uh, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com.